0: Hello, and welcome back to the Sitting on My Bed podcast. My name is Sam Klein, and though it feels like it was much longer than a week, um, only a week ago, Joe Biden was uh, declared the winner of the 2020 presidential election, which, me personally, I am happy about. Um, and there have been some speculation, mostly whining, from, uh, you know, Trump supporters how he stole the election, how there were, you know, fraudulent ballots and dead people voting, and most of those claims have been debunked. Although I'm a little confused as to why that matters. I mean obviously democracy matters and if a a an election process is tampered with that's obviously bad and sh- and shakes the bedrock of our democracy. But the way our voting process works it's the electoral college and in every state but two they aren't divided by votes. It's it's winner take all. So I like obviously voter fraud is not good. But at the same time, would it really make much of a difference if it was? I mean, the Electoral College already voted and they gave Biden the necessary votes he needed. Um, I just read recently that North Carolina was actually being turned over in favor of Trump. But that means he still has the necessary 270 to win. I think it leaves him with 290, but I might be wrong. Um, but, you know, it, this is just them whining that they didn't get their way. And, you know, Trump trying to grift and, and mislead um, and basically gaslight the entire... American populace into somehow giving him four more years, which would be the absolute stupidest thing you could do, um, he lost, he lost, he hasn't conceded yet, he's being a baby shocker, I mean, he basically said that he was not going to guarantee a peaceful transition of power, um, you know, who's all there coming, but, you know, but yeah, it's crazy that it was only a week ago, it feels so much longer, I mean, within that week I traveled to and from Cleveland, which is a, you know, like a seven hour drive because we drove, because, you know, we're sadists, uh, masochists, and, um, yeah, we drove there and back, In we drove there Saturday night, we drove back Sunday night, it was crazy, I mean, it was nice once we were there, but it was kind of wild, um, and then, come December time, we are flying, we are not driving, we are flying, um, the wedding is on a Sunday, because, duh, um, so, a lot of my family members who are flying in, they are getting hotel rooms, um, in the venue that the wedding is taking place, um, as of now, my personal family is supposed to be staying in someone's extra house, yes, they have a guest house, not a guest room, or, like, a guest floor, a guest house, and more than one, it's crazy, I think they do real estate or something, which would make sense, but anyway, um, which is where we stayed for the engagement party, um, but me personally, I'm thinking of just getting, like, my own room, Sunday night, I mean, I'm over 18, I have the financial capability to do so, and apparently, if you're part of the wedding party, you can get a discount on a room, so it shouldn't be that expensive, especially for only one night, um, just because, like, A, if I can, like, I want to be able to, like, be with my my extended family, if they're all staying in the hotel, I don't want to be with, you know, my siblings or whoever in the house, and B, just because, like, if it's after the wedding, I don't want to have to drive back to wherever we're staying, I'd rather be able to just take an elevator and be there already, and C, to have my own room in a hotel is kind of nice, you know, like, it'll be chill, um, but, yeah, so that's the story, um, it's actually happening over, Hanukkah, like I said, which is nice because the school I teach in um, gives their Hanukkah break um, from Friday through Monday. So I told my boss that I'm not coming in Thursday um, and we're flying back Monday. So it should be totally fine. One thing that um, was bad, uh, not bad, but one thing that was interesting in school this week was, first off, we, I have one of my students has been asking for worksheets a lot, like as opposed to just a, a lecture and examples on the board he wanted to be able to do physical examples which I concede is a valuable um studying and teaching tool however if we do worksheets every single day then it slows down our progress but at the same time if he's not learning any other way then he's not progressing at all and he had he just asked for once he asked me he asked the principal his mother called so I've been trying to work them in like every week every other week just here and there not to never do it, but at the same time not to only do it. Um, and then he, he, the principal, and I sat down and he was saying how he wasn't necessarily get, catching on as quickly as the rest of the class. And that once he missed the beginning of the class, he wasn't getting the rest of the class. So I empathized with him uh, because, I mean, I used to be the same way. Once you lose me, you lose me. Um, and I told him, look, write down the notes, even if you don't understand them. Write down anyth- anything and everything that I say, I talk about it on the board. Look at your notes after class, see which parts you don't get. Maybe you'll get the beginning and not the middle of the end, or maybe you'll get the middle and not the beginning or the end. And then come to me with just that block of your notes and say, this is the part I'm missing, and I will go over with you after class. Don't sit out the entire 40 minutes of spacing out spacing out because you missed part one. You know, if you're not if there's nine let's say I talk about nine different topics during class, which I mean obviously I don't, but let's say I talk about nine different topics during class. And because you miss one, then you also skip two through nine. that's kind of silly, where instead you could say, "I missed one, let me get two, three, and four, I might miss five, let me get six, seven, I missed eight, and then I got nine. So let me just go to the teacher, get one, five, eight, done, and then I have all nine instead of just losing all all of them so that was within my class in his English class, however, um there was a whole debate about their reading of my Sen which I personally never read in high school. We read other books but I know it's one of those classic high school books. And they felt their teacher was being too, um, too nonchalant about some of the themes and language used in the book. Now, keep in mind, this is a very, very religious, very, I don't want to say sheltered, but very, you know, prim, proper, whatever kind of school, where, you know, the kids, most of them, if not all of them, don't have any really internet access, um, you know, they're, their world purview is directly through a religious lens. Now, that's not to say that they are um, ignorant or, or uh, naive. They know that these things exist. You know, the school, t- the book talks about rape, and it talks about whorehouses, and it uses language like, like bitches, just from the excerpt they showed me that they were complaining to the principal about. Um, and their English teacher is not Jewish, so they think there's that bit of a divide. And they... Well, their main concern was that just because they know these things exist doesn't mean that they want to be reading it and have it shoved in their face all the time so i spoke to them and i said well look the first step is that unless un- unless and until administration steps in your teacher has full reign over what the lesson plan is over what the syllabus is secondly this book is on the list of books you need to read or should read to have a better understanding of um english for the region for for ap um by the new york state board you know there's a whole list of books but this is just one of them thirdly is that the teacher might feel that you know at a 10th grade level these things shouldn't be so taboo which there's a difference between taboo and censorship versus you know um purity of language so to speak so, even reading it, they might be okay with, but having the teacher actually use those words in conversation with the class, they weren't so cool with. Um, which you know I understand. I mean, me personally as a teacher, I, I mean, especially because I work in a religious school, I don't you know use certain language. But I also don't believe in censoring the author's work. Like if I if I was the English teacher, which you know, that's my long-term plan to become an English teacher. Um, if I was the English teacher and I when we were reading a book that had certain language and then I wouldn't take a sharpie and block it out, because I think, the, I think the author used those words for a specific reason. And even to the point where if we were doing class participation with reading, I would allow them to use those words. Now, keep in mind, I'm obviously not including any racist or homophobic terms there. You know, there's a line to be drawn. But if it's a term that can be used for anyone, and, you know, I'll let you use your own imaginations here, then I would allow them, if they felt so inclined to, to use that language um when I was in school some of those books like sometimes I could get away with it if I read quickly enough that the teacher didn't stop me um but a lot of my classmates didn't and that's fine I, I'm not sure if it's because they didn't feel comfortable or say they don't want to get in trouble but either way like I part of it was because I was like oh I can curse in class but also but another part of it was that this, the author is using the word for a specific reason and we're reading the author for a specific reason so why should we be censoring the book so as to possibly lose the meaning that the author's trying to convey but besides the point, I told my students, I said, "Look, it's a two-pronged, it's it's a double-edged sword here. They doesn't want to, they don't want to be too, sen- they don't want to censor too much. But at the same time, you don't want it to be too explicit. So where do you or the administration draw the line?" And, and the student says, "Well, we don't draw the line. The principal does." And I said, "Okay, so where should the principal draw the line? Because if they draw a line that fits with you, it may not fit with him or her, or I mean, it's an all-boys school, but it may not fit with this kid or that kid or like." There's no one right way to draw the line. Now, you might just say, we'll just draw the line at the strictest place possible, make it so no one is reading or speaking words that they find offensive. But then you are, you're blocking out a huge part of the book. You know, if the writer is using language that was common in that era, or that area, or, you know, or within that community, then then you may as well rewrite Shakespeare to use modern language or or if it's uh, an author who's writing a book from the perspective of, you know, slaves in the South, or Ebonics, or, or you know, even, like, British slang or something. It's like if you rewrote Harry Potter, but instead of blood pudding, they ate pizza. Like, it loses the meaning of it. it loses the weight that it carries. So, me personally, I don't have a problem with it, but if the administration has to do with something about it, where do they draw the line? especially if they have a, non-Jewish, a non-religious teacher. I mean, granted, he's working in a, in a Jewish school, so, you know, you have to conform to the um, ideals and specificity of whatever environment you're in, especially if it's a job. But at the same time, like, there's different cultural norms if you're uber-religious or you're not. In other news, and I'm sorry for those sort of screamish out there, and this might get a little gross, so trigger warning, um, I think I have an ear infection. Um, I've been noticing, because I normally sleep, um, stomach down, but my head turned to the left, so I'm leaning on my left ear, and recently I've been noticing that when I lean on it, it kind of, like, blocks up, like, it can't really, like, it It feels like something is, like, blocking my ear, which, I mean, duh, you know, the pillow is blocking your ear, but that's not how it normally feels, like, normally it's my head on top of the outer part of my ear, and my inner, and the inner part of my ear is fine, but recently it's been feeling like the inner part of my ear is being clogged. Um, I also noticed, again, sorry for the trigger warning, that, um, I woke up and there was like this is going to be so super gross. Um earwax had um there was a discharge of earwax on my pillow which shouldn't normally happen. I mean, that's definitely gross but also like why is there so much it's, and you know, clean my ear it was, it was very dark and I could have sworn I saw like a drop or two of blood. And so it and there are times throughout the day where it kind of gets hard to hear or it feels like it's popped. Um so i think i definitely have an ear infection um it probably doesn't help that i drove to and from cleveland with um you know earbuds in my ear um i hear that could be very bad for you know it, it can cause ear infections um but i i'm gonna make an appointment for my doctor um i'm still seeing my pediatrician just because you know if for that to be your um I think it's called the PP, but that's to be your regular doctor. Um, I think with my with my doctor's office, it happens to be like 21, 22, which is fine. I mean, it's under my mother's insurance. It's great. It's all dandy. Um, and they don't do like a resi- regular, like physical wellness check on Sundays, but they will do like a quote unquote emergency um, appointment on Sundays, and an ear infection qu- counts as an emergency, which I mean, in COVID times, it's like kind of taking the word for granted, but excuse me, um, but the, but I mean, it's an infection, it can get bad, so, you know, they will count that as, as a, an appointment, as an emergency, and meet for you on a Sunday, and, um, emergencies aren't necessarily covered by our, um, insurance, I mean, emergency appointments or something, but if they decide that while I'm there, they'll turn it into a physical that will be covered by our insurance, so, I mean, I haven't been for a physical in two years, think I went since the beginning of senior year in high school, so two years, um, so, I mean, maybe they'll be like, oh, you're overdue for a physical, let's just do it while you're here, which would be fine, because it'd be nice to know officially how tall I am, I say I'm two ish because I think that's how tall I was last time I went, um, so with my weight, I know I'm, I'm around 175, but I don't know an exact number, so it'd be nice to have one of those, um, yeah, and, you know, just to get myself checked out, is it just me, or, you know, has no one else's doctor ever, like, done the, like, knee reflex test? Like, I see it all the time, and I like to, and, you know, sometimes I'll do it to myself, just, like, jab myself in the knee to watch my leg fly up, but, like, I've never had that done at a doctor's office. Like, it's weird to see, like, what they do or what they do, just depending on how old you are. Like, uh, between me and my siblings, like, we noticed that they stopped doing, like, you know, regular blood tests at 17 just because they don't have to anymore. Um, Like, you don't need it. Like, I guess the things that test, like, uh, I think it's a uh, CBC, a like complete blood count, Um, just the stuff they stopped looking for, like, I haven't had an eye vision test done at the pediatrician in years, but I think that's also because, you know, I started going to the eye doctor, the optometrist more regularly, um, once I started wearing glasses and breaking them, um, but also the hearing test, like, they did it in school sometimes, some years, um, so I guess that's why they didn't have to do it, um, at the pediatrician's office, but I think I only did it there twice, maybe three times. So, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, um, what they do and what they don't do, um, but also amazing how, like, again, trigger warning for those who are squeamish, how, like, you know, they make you, like, pee in a cup to check your urine, and you always have to pee, like, the second you walk into a doctor's office, like, it must be something in there that makes you have to pee, like, even if you didn't have to pee before, you have to pee now, like, it's crazy. <laughs> I remember once as a kid, we went to the doctor's office, I didn't want to go, because I didn't want to get a blood test, because I didn't want to cry, um, and I just sat in the car while my, while my father father got out I was like maybe he'll because I think I was also with my siblings I was like maybe if I sit still and don't get out and I'm quiet he'll just forget about me and I won't have to go then he gets back in the car you know which would have been like 45 minutes later because I'm an idiot I was an idiot kid then like he'll be like oh you didn't go I guess we'll just go home and I'll get away with it I thought I was so slick yeah he didn't forget about me so you know um that failed um but also like they do it like the tip of the finger which is just the most annoying Please like and the circle band-aid they give you never stays on properly and it's just it's just a pain it really is um but I mean it's it's necessary you know you you gotta go to the doctor you gotta get yourself checked out make sure you're healthy you know if you don't then you don't want the alternative so get yourself checked out take care of yourself you only get one body um so yeah I think I have an ear infection I'm gonna get checked out tomorrow hopefully I don't hopefully it's just something like I don't know, because I'm such a uh, control freak and, you know, hypochondriac and, you know, tend to over-obsess about things. I googled, you know, symptoms of ear infection, what can cause an ear infection, different types of ear infections. Did you know there's three different types of ear infections? Inner, middle, and outer? Did you know there were three parts of your ear? The inner, inner, middle, and outer? Like, who knew? Um, Grey's Anatomy came back this week in a, well, it was a crossover with Station 19, and it was a, and it released two episodes. So, it was a two-hour premiere, plus a crossover Station 19, which I don't watch, um, the hour before. So, from 8 to 11, it was pretty much one long episode. Um, it was nuts. Spoiler alert, huge spoiler alert, for anyone who wasn't caught up with Grey's anime Watches. Like, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna hate me. So, spoiler alert. Um, they brought Derek back. Like, oh my god, Derek Shepard, who died in, like, 2015. They brought him Back. I mean, granted, it's a dream, which I mean, hello, Mick, dreamy. It's a dream. That makes sense. But like, the, they brought him back. They brought Patrick Dempsey back. Not a stand-in. Not a flashback. New scenes shot with Ellen Pompeo in person. They brought Derek back. I mean, the dream sequence, because you know Meredith got like, she like fell unconsciously into the episode, for seemingly out of the blue. They brought him back. Also, Karina is dating someone, like. I get that you would only know that if you watch Station 19, but Karina's dating someone? That's so weird, because she was going to have, like, the threesome with Link and Amelia last season, um, but, I don't know, maybe they're in, like, an open relationship, I don't know, I don't watch Station 19, but apparently Karina is dating someone, so, you know, good for her, um, yeah, so, she's dating someone, Joe and, and Jackson had that super awkward, you know, one night thing, just a, (sighs) she cried into his (laughs) kiss, so messy, so, Maggie and, uh, oh yeah, um, hello, Catherine and Richard got back together, which is really cute, you know, it's about time, um, Catherine and Maggie yelled to each other, not at each other, yelled to each other, which was, you know, cute and heartwarming, I think it was funny that Jackson was the one to go to Richard and Maggie was the one to go to Catherine, considering that's their step-parents, but it was nice, it was cute, um, um, yeah, now they're together, which is also weird if you remember that Maggie and Jackson dated, Jackson really dated a lot of people, he dated, he dated Maggie, he, who else do you sleep with, I mean, he dated April, obviously, he got together with, with Joe, who was also with Schmidt and, and Alex, and was friends with Link, but whatever, that whole hospital is really incestuous, isn't it, it's, it's almost as bad as Glee, like, it's really bad, I mean, let's see. Meredith was with Derek, and uh, the vet guy. What was his name? Oh, What's his name? He's played by Chris O'Donnell, right? The guy from N.C.S.L.A. Uh, Finn, Glee. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So Meredith dated Derek. She dated Finn. She dated. She didn't really date the Irish guy, but she. It's leading to her dating the Irish guy. She dated De Luca. She dated... She sucked with George. She dated Riggs. Who else? She didn't sleep with Owen. Thank God she didn't sleep with Owen. Owen's gross. I mean, what Teddy did to him was awful, but Owen's gross. Um, she date anyone else? Who am I missing? Originally, she was supposed to date uh, Burke, but because she's made to a black eye in real life, she didn't want the show to be too similar to her real life. So, that's kind of funny. Also, because Preston Burke sucks. Can't believe they brought Isaiah Washington back to send Christina or, uh, to send Christina off. Like, he could have done it without her. I mean, it's nice to like circle the whole thing up together. But he's such an awful person in T.R. Knight, using the slur like that, and then basically practically forcing T.R. Knight to come out. Like, that whole thing was messy. But I mean, if they could bring Derek back, I mean, maybe they could bring George back. And I mean, George is dead, and I don't know how much longer Meredith's gonna be in a coma. But, I mean. I think, I saw a thing that Derek's gonna be on for at least three more episodes, so that's nice. Um, but, I mean, if this is last season, if this is leading to Meredith's death, which would be terribly sad, because I don't know how you could do Grey's Anatomy without a single Grey, because, you know, Lexi's dead, and Alice is dead, and, uh, Thatcher is dead, and... We don't know much about Lexi's sister, though. Molly was her name? We don't know anything about her. But she's married to someone in the, uh, military, so, whatever. Um... But yeah, no, pretty much the whole I mean, there's Zola and Bailey and Alice, but I think they're last I don't know if their last name is Grey, I think it's Gray Shepherd, maybe. But also like Lincoln Amelia yeah, named their baby Scout Derek Shepherd uh Lincoln. Which A hey, are just four first names. I mean, Scout I guess is his first name, Derek is the first name, Shepherd and Lincoln are both I've seen people with those first names. So it's like that's a little confusing. But also, when they were thinking about names, they, they considered Mark, and that's what I said. I mean, Amelia knew Mark, though. Right? I mean, she was Derek's sister, and Mark was his best friend, so she must have known Mark. And she knew Addison, because she was on an episode of Private Practice, which I never finished. I was in, like, season two or season three, and I just stopped, and I wasn't interested. But Amelia knew Mark, so she, what did you say for Mark's memory? Did she forget? I don't know. I mean, she did have a tumor. But the baby is so cute. It's He's so cute. I don't get what the whole living situation was. I I know uh, Amelia and Link were at the house with the kids. But so was Maggie. But but she was in like a tent. But Meredith was. I was. It was very confusing Like where they were all living now. I'm assuming they're all still living at the house. But I didn't get what the whole deal was the tent and Maggie. I think if she's a doctor she couldn't live at home. Was that the situation? She couldn't live at home especially with the baby? Maybe that's it. So she was obsessed how she could never see her kids. But then, why was she at the house anyway to see the tent? It was a little confusing. I'm gonna have to look that up. Anyway. Um. But, yeah, it's basically this... I mean, Richard back. DeLuca's going to therapy. Thank God. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole... The whole thing. I mean, Bailey got tackled by those dads who were fighting. I felt bad for Bailey, but she's she's such a bamf. She's so McGonagall. It's amazing. Um. But yeah, that's basically the premiere of Grey's Anatomy. You know, everything's corona-based. You know, they're dealing with the the hardship and the unfairness of it all. And they're doing their precautions. And, you know, they're dealing with the hardships of not seeing their family very often. You know, Bailey said she's living in a hotel. She only sees her husband every 12 hours and comes to clap for them. She doesn't see her kids very often. But it's nice that they didn't forget about her foster kid. You know, the way they forgot about Arizona's prosthetic leg. Um, when she was walking away with Sophia after... When you're in the custody battle, she's like, they forgot to give, uh, what's her name, Jessica Chapman, her fake leg, she's walking with two legs, it's like, um, excuse me, miss, like, I think you're forgetting something, but okay, she's very pretty, um, anyway, yeah, so, that is the Grey's Anatomy premiere, um, yeah, that, that was wild, and then Meredith just collapsed out of nowhere, like, and then the whole like Irish guy versus she she has no chemistry with the Irish guy it's like I don't know there's nothing really there like like she and DeLuca seem to have a more of a she doesn't really care about the Irish guy she's like okay he's just there like she cares about DeLuca maybe because he was you know sick and you know maybe because she had already had a relationship with him and you know she actually like pursued him as opposed to him just dropping in her lap the way that Christina dropped the Irish guy but it's just very much like I don't know. There's, like, nothing there. I think it's just to build the whole drama. I mean, her whole thing with how she wants both of them was very reminiscent of um, with uh, Finn and Derek, how she said she wanted both of them in, like, the prom episode. And then she ended up sleeping with Derek. Um, Yeah, that was... (laughs) Remember the prom episode? Remember Izzy and George and Alex and Callie? Like, dear, and I think... Burke was Burke still around for the for the prom episode I think so what a different time there's only three characters still from that that episode that exist I mean uh and Bokey so Meredith Weber Meredith Richard uh Bailey and Bokey because Bokey is amazing and Bokey is the best and she will outlive everyone all right That's it for this episode. Hit me up on Twitter at S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. It's Samander K. And on Instagram at S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N at Simcha Klein. All right, bye.